Broadcasting from the Live Network Studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey, it's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at QuizzoPodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, let's get to the show. Paul, Paul Kelly giving us the very enthusiastic introduction, Nick. Paul Kelly time again. This end of uh, this is like the middle of August. The second half of August is usually when I start my fantasy football uh, work. Start doing my work. Are you saying it's PK season, Nick? PKs. Paul Kelly's Monday mornings, right? Uh, but, yeah, uh, he's a couple days serious? a week, maybe even three days a week with with the Guru, but definitely Mondays. Monday's the big yeah, show. Monday- Monday's kind of my day to listen to that show. I, I, I like the review of the Sunday. Um, but I do listen this time of year because it's when Howard takes his vacation. So Stern's off for a couple of weeks, and I go over to uh, the guru. It's audiobook time for Drew. <laughs> that's, that's what happens when Stern goes on vacation. As I get into audiobooks, I binge audiobooks. I've listened to... You want to hear the uh, the catalog I've gone through since quarantine, or at least a, a couple of the the highlights, so to speak. Um, Napoleon coming very well. Uh, so obviously, um, this particular Napoleon is by Andrew Roberts. So if you're down for 25 hours of history on Napoleon, there you go. Uh, the Civil War of 1812, surprising title, but if you read the book, you will understand what it means. Rat Pack Confidential by Sean Levy. Shout out to the listener who asked about that, and it only took me two and a half weeks to respond to that listener because I never checked the social media for the podcast, so apologies. Sounds uh, like you've been sleeping well during the quarantine. Quizzo.co. Uh Ironically, Nick, the book right under that, and I can send you a screenshot just to prove it, is Sleep Hypnosis Bundle. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even lying to you. Uh, Based on a true story by Norm MacDonald. The History of the Ancient World by Susan Bauer. Smart Money by Michael Koenig. A Polaroid Guy in a Snapchat World by David Spade. Roll the Bones, The History of Gambling at Casino Edition by David Schwartz. Bored. I tried that one. I, I couldn't, I, I don't know why I couldn't get through the beginning of it. It was so technically boring, the beginning. I, just, <laughs> I couldn't, I, I, you would think I would have loved that. And I, and I just, I completely gave up on it after one, maybe I listened to like an hour of it. And I just, I it was like, couldn't even follow it. Boardwalk Empire, Nelson that, Johnson. That's the, be- that's the best audio book I've ever listened to. It's amazing. Just, that was a perfect audio book for me because I can't read nonfiction. Right. So if something's nonfiction, I need to have an audio book. And, and that was a great one. I've been wanting to read that forever. A book called The Inevitable by Ken, uh, by Kevin Kelly. Uh, which are you? Are you familiar with this thing, Overdrive? Do you know what that is? No. No. I am you there? Not. Yeah, I'm here. I said no very quietly, mysteriously. Okay. Overdrive. Dude, this thing is unbelievable. So it works with your libraries. So, like, all right, I live in Northfield, right? So I go to the Northfield Library. I get a library card. I have one. And I, and I say to the woman, you know, what are some good libraries? So I was able to get the Ocean City Library and Avalon Library also because I guess Northfield has reciprocity with them. Love so that I have word. Three libraries, dude. It's tons of audiobooks, and I can get books on my Kindle because I love reading on the Kindle. But the problem is you got to buy the books. Sure, you can't just get them for free from people. Well, this Overdrive, you can rent books or audiobooks right from Overdrive from your library. You don't have to buy them. Marvelous. Yes, it is. It is marvelous. 
I have a lot of soccer books here, too, looking through it. Alex Ferguson, Pep Guardiola, Soccernomics, Inverting the Pyramid, How to Watch well, I doubt, Soccer. I doubt that stuff's going to be... I doubt that stuff's going to be on there, but you, you have a treasure trove of audiobooks to listen to. I got uh, the fish book. Now, here's here's a couple interesting ones. Oh, right? I listened to that. I listened to the fish book. That was a good one. Yep. Um, a, ver- a brand new one that just got. Uh, it's called Memoirs and Misinformation, and the author is Jim Carrey with a with a guest author, and it, he, it's, yeah, it's his first he novel. He promoted that. He was promoting that on, on Stern. Yeah, it's, it's absolute bonkers. <laughs> I don't even know what yeah, to I don't say. Know. That guy's just too far out there for me. I, I mean, I, if, I love if whatever what you thought of him but, being as being too far out there was for you prior <laughs> to this. Yeah. This will take that to a completely new level. But I'm glad to see the man is uh, uh, is uh, you know still uh, cultivating art. Uh, Laugh lines by Alan Zweibel. Shout out to Alan Zweibel, original writer on Saturday Night Live for five seasons. Uh, had a career producing uh, some incredible comedy works uh, for for movies. It worked with Billy Crystal, and also has Nick <laughs> the worst story. I mean, it's the best worst story of all time. But you know, Rob Reiner, of course, right? Directorial yeah. uh, director uh, legend. Yeah, he just passed and, recently. No, no, no. His father passed. Carl Reiner. Rob is still, oh, Rob, yeah, Rob is still very meat, much alive. Meathead, meathead right? right. Is that, right. Meathead? So Meathead had a string of massive hits all in a row in the 80s. Um, do you know any of these? The the the, the, mo- the movies that Meathead produced or uh, directed that were like just mega hit, mega hit, mega hit, mega hit, like firing the ducks in a barrel? Did? All right, yeah, yeah the so kid. When Harry Met Sally. That's one of them. Um... Uh, da, 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 da. That's the first one that jumps to mind, but I, I I know that whole slew of those type of movies. Like, what are they? Like, okay, those... so how about Sleepless in Seattle? Yeah. How yeah. about uh, Princess Bride? Yep. And how about A Few Good Men? Does somebody make a who's reading to the boy in uh, Princess Bride? What actor is that? Uh, he he played an old like detective or or lawyer or something. Uh, Peter or something. Peter, Peter. Begin with an L. No, Peter. I could picture the guy in my head. I, he's totally not Matlock, but he's something just like Matlock. Uh, like freaking. Uh, hang on a second. Uh, let's see. He's he's uh. It's like literally on the tip of my tongue, dude, what this guy uh, did. <laughs> it, it, it's like not Matlock, but it's like, and it's not Columbo, but it's exactly like that. <laughs> is, that <laughs> you know? is it Kojak? Uh, That's Tully Savalas, all right? All right. Is It's something with it. His name is P-P-P-P-P-P-P. All right. I'm going to break down and look it up. All right. Fair enough. It's not an official question anyway. It's no, I understand that, but it still drives me crazy when I can. Oh, okay, Peter Falk, Columbo. <laughs> there you go, Columbo. Did I say it's not Columbo? I think you said it's not Columbo. Yeah, yeah, it's Columbo. I, I meant to say it's not Kojak, because that's Telly Savalas. <laughs> right, right, It right, is Columbo. Right. Yeah, he is Columbo. Like, it's not Columbo, and it's not Matlock. What's the other one? Yeah, Kojak, but it it actually is Columbo. There's only three. Peter Falk. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Peter Falk. So he's he's the old man, and I know they're redoing the Princess Bride. Um, all right. I don't I don't know how good it's going to be. What's going to happen when? Oh, all you these know who's it? You know who they're who's redoing it, dude? Jonas and uh, and and uh, Queen of the North. Wait, who's Jonas? The Jonas brother that married the Queen of the North. Oh, oh, oh! The, what are they doing? They're in it. Yeah, they're starring in the remake of The Princess Bride. Oh, they're both in it? Yes, they're both in it. I don't think they are... Uh, I don't know if they are playing Wesley and uh, the main character, but they might be. I didn't know that the Jonases acted. Psh, they're Jonases, dude. You don't know if they act. Do I have to give up watching movies now, too? <laughs> <laughs> so I forgot who somebody said if It's like somebody won a best actor who was like a child, and it's like they had never acted before. And the first thing they did won him an Oscar. It's like you should just give up. Tatum O'Neill? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Whoever it was. Um, all right. You want to actually get this episode started? We're 15 minutes in. None of us have said a word about anything yep. of relevance here. We Let's gave you a lot it. of good free stuff. I have to get, you know, Peter Falk 
somewhere in the quiz now, even though that wasn't yeah. intentionally part of it. Well, who narrates um, the, or, or, or who's the guy, you know, what yeah, actor yeah. reads? Now, Columbo. There's, there's Where is that? Uh, Fred Savage, right? Is that the kid? Yeah, he's the kid he, he reads to for sure. All right. Um, I have two questions. Now, one of them I know for sure you know the answer to, but I don't yeah. know that you know the backstory to. So the backstory is really what I want to talk about. It's not the answer because I know you get the answer. You're, this is that's wheelhouse. The second in one in a nutshell. Uh, <laughs> there you go. That's exactly right. False. What did you say last week? You said something that was just a great answer. Uh, <laughs> but it was when I don't I, remember when I listened to the replay. It was funny. All right. Anyway, um, the second one is the type of stuff you like to ask me. So I'm kind of assuming it's in your wheelhouse. But you, being a cultured gentleman, I think will will get it. Um, I'm, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna bet heavy on you being a cultured gentleman. So here's the question for you: um, uh, What painting of Doctor Gachet? It's called Doctor Gachet. I hope that's pronounced correctly, but probably isn't. I know the painting. Okay, sold at auction for then or whose painting of Doctor Gachet sold an auction at a record of eighty-two million dollars, but has not been seen in public since. Whose painting of Dr. Cachet sold at auction for a then record of $82 million, but has not been seen in public since? Uh, that is a Van Gogh. It is. It is your wheelhouse. Nice job. My yes. favorite. My favorite. Yeah. So did you know that this <laughs> painting disappeared from public view after it was sold? No, I, I have a book of Van Gogh's. I guess that's where I've seen it. But I, I'm familiar with the paint. I could picture. I could pick. Dr. Gachet out of a lineup if I had to. Supposedly some Japanese businessman uh, bought it, and it's very secretive. And then allegedly it ended up in a Swiss collector's collection or something like that. I would do that. If I paid $85 million for a painting, I would hang it up in my bedroom, and nobody gets to look at it. Well, it's it's not even that. It's just that somebody's going to steal that. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, that's worth... You could get five mil for it pretty easy. Like... What if, you know, you never know if things go in and out of favor. Like, what if it's like somebody, some art critic comes out and, uh, you know, it's like, oh, he screwed up his ear or something. It's not anatomical. You know, it'd be correct. funny. I'd get like the it's guys. Worthless. I'd get the guys from Saturday Night Live to do like a skit where you get the uh, pawn shop guys, uh, pawn stars guys. And like somebody comes in with like a rare Van Gogh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> who's clearly a shady person. And like, clearly there's like a news story about a robbed Van Gogh. And he's trying to be like, no, no, no. It's totally legit. Totally legit. So you got an eighty-five. He's like, listen, here's what I want for it. I want a thousand bucks, okay? Thousand bucks cash. <laughs> oh wait, so you, did you want the backstory on Doctor Gachet? Uh, no, the backstory is the other question that I got. Uh, the next question that I got. But yeah, I'm glad you knew that. You you were all over it, so you can you can fire away general knowledge. All right. This is the opposite of something a cultured gentleman would need to know. Right up my but- alley. <laughs> it's still I don't know what you're still implying. Counts as trivia. Sure it does. What is North America's best selling condiment? What is Ooh, North America's best selling? I'm gonna go with ketchup. I'm I'm taking the I'm taking the right, charge with right? ketchup. I would say ketchup one hundred percent. I I would I would have said ketchup one hundred percent. Mayonnaise? You got it. More than double of ketchup. That's amazing. Is that unbelie- That's, That's how amazing. much mayo we're packing. Double the ketchup. Listen, I only had two guesses. I knew mustard was a distant third. No offense, mustard, but your days are numbered. But I'm not mayo, sure why I probably would have put mustard in ketchup. second. Double the ketchup. Wow. Double. I guess it's got to do with potato salad, tuna salad, you know, that type of maybe that's why. Cheese steaks, baby. A little bit of mayo, fried onions, provolone. Mm. I'm all right with a little bit of mayo. All right. Here's your here's your backstory question while I get fatter just listening to that thing that you said. Um, Speed of ships is measured in what unit? Knots. That is correct. I knew you'd get all over that because you're a sailor. Nick is a sailor. He's a he's a man that uh, likes to live near the ocean. Um, Man of the sea. The backstory on knots, Nick. Do you know why they're called knots? How do they get the name knots? Yeah, why is it called? Why do we measure the speed of ship in knots? All right. Well, when these questions come up, there's often some obvious answers, like that it was invented by a guy named Knots. 
Don Knotts. Um, there's also a, uh, you know, sometimes it could make sense when you're thinking of these, but Knotts is not ringing a bell. Now, as a sailor, I do know that tying knots is a big part of the job. Um, you need to know your different knots. Could it come from some measurement like that? Um, nautical knots. Just, um, I don't know, man. Nothing, nothing jumping out. I'm gonna you're, say you're kinda, invented you're by Don Knotts. You're kind of all over it. It was invented by Don Knotts for the express. Now, um, <laughs> <laughs> back in 1832, when Don Knotts was 56 years old, he came up with. Uh, all right, so so back in the day, obviously boats didn't go that fast, right? <laughs> it wasn't like they had an engine. Wind, they're wind operated, right? <laughs> right? They didn't have an engine on the back to make this way of measuring your speed totally irrelevant. So what they did was to figure out how fast you were going, they created this floating buoy, right? Bubba buoy, a floating buoy, and the how buoy was connected to like think of like a wheel uh you know how like when you uh get your uh garden hose on a on a wheel uh all all tied up so think of something like that tied to the back of the boat okay Mm -hmm. and on that were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of feet of rope and every so often in the rope in a perfect distant space was a knot they tied a knot correct and they so the speed they dr- at which you go was how knot. many knots you could watch in a given distance before the buoy kicks out of view. Got it. So, got it. So that's how the the term knots came into play. Um, because again, you're you're sailing, so it's not especially fast. Um, but do you know how fast a knot is? It's very close to a mile per hour. Yeah, it's about 1.15 yeah, miles like, per so hour. Yeah, so you almost might as well just do miles per hour almost. I mean, it's that it's that close. It, yeah, it's it, it's close enough that it makes sense. But that's we like giving the backstory folks on things. So this is that is the backstory on a sailing sailing takes me away. Did you like how I got the clips in there of uh of uh Robert Wool last week? Hollywood yeah. Nights. Yeah. Give you a little little taste of that. Try to do that more. Good. Good work. Thank Good work. You. Up in the production value for Anchor. Working hard. Cool. Uh, Sports. Right. So I guess this is my turn? Yeah. If you want to do general knowledge, cool. But I'm down for sports whenever. I got one more general knowledge for you before we move on. Do it. Okay. I saw this. I thought it was very interesting. I figured I'd ask you. Everybody Comes to Rick's was the title of the play that was adapted to become what film? Everybody Comes to Rick's was the title of the play that was adapted to become what film? Casablanca. You got it. It's the only guess I could give you because Rick's is the name of the place in Casablanca. Wait, was there ever a better name change in the history of name changes than everybody comes to Rick's? Could you imagine? If, if I was opening up, a, if I was opening up a strip club, I would say everybody, <laughs> everybody comes, comes to Rick's. To Rick's is perfect. I mean, think about the history of Casablanca and how much benefit that they changed it to Casablanca than everyone. Comes. Certainly, much better than everybody comes in Rick's. So. <laughs> So yeah, every Valentine's Day, my, my wife and I, you know, we get a great bottle of wine and we sit down and watch Everybody Comes to Rick's. It just doesn't sound right. You know what I mean? And we but love Casablanca, it. Casablanca, maybe the greatest love story ever put on film. Uh, yeah, what are some of the best all-time like, name changes? Uh, where did, what did I read? I, uh, Mrs. Uh, Robinson was originally Mrs. Like uh, Roosevelt. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. And then That'd it got, be weird. It got adopted for the film. So they changed it. Yeah, Mrs. It. Roosevelt married her cousin. <laughs> 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 All 
Wait, oh, we're going to a family reunion today. Her name was Mrs. Roosevelt before she got married. She didn't have to change Mom, her name. We're going to the family <laughs> reunion today. Make sure you dress appropriately. You might find yourself a husband there. Um, wow. All right. I'm loaded in sports. I don't even know where to start with you, but I have something that I just watched recently, and it just made me laugh so much. And I'm gonna, I, I had to not send you the clip of what made me laugh so much because I wanted to use it for the podcast. Um, okay. So what fictional coach is played by Jason Sudeikis on an Apple Plus television show? Are you aware of the life of Jason Sudeikis? Jason Sudeikis, is that the fella that dates that hot actress? He married her, I believe. Really? I'm pretty sure he even procreated with her. That I was aware of. I wasn't sure that they uh, got married. Um, so I know that about him. Is that is there more to know about Jason? He was in a video I liked. Um, a funny video. You familiar with that? Maybe. It was like either the Avet Brothers or what's the other band that I think is the Avet Brothers, but is a different band. I have no idea. I think if you type in Jason Sudeikis. Mumford and Sons? There you go. Mumford and Sons. What's that other band? The fact that the Avid Brothers and Mumford and Sons are two different bands is too, co- even it's too confusing for me. <laughs> doesn't even seem right. Yeah, no. Not at all. He, he had a long run. Uh, uh, quite a long run on this show, for sure. Absolutely. So you're talking about... Uh, Eight years on Saturday Night Live or something like that. So yeah, wow, that's amazing. I, I, there was a there was a gap of eight years I went without watching a single Saturday Night Live. That's hard to believe, <laughs> <laughs> right? Apparently he was a, apparently he was a featured player. He was he was somebody to be. I kind of remember with the. I, I can remember Olivia Wilde. Year. By the way, is the uh... yes uh, attractive. Uh, I want to say the year. I was 20 years old, and it was, so that was 1998. Yes, it was 1998, and that was the last time I watched an episode of Saturday Night Live. I love it. It's I fantastic. can tell you exactly where I was, <laughs> and I was like, this sucks so bad. I'll never watch I'm, I'm, I'm another good. episode of this again. That's <laughs> absolutely hilarious. The last episode I saw of Saturday Night Live was the Eddie Murphy, you know, him coming back. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so. Oh, 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 oh. I didn't even count that. I did watch that. Th- that I remember, too. I mean, that that was awesome. Yeah. Right. What was that for? That was an anniversary, right? Right. They had like a 40th anniversary special, and then yes, he came back I, I watched to, that. to host an episode where he revisited all his old characters. It was. Oh, good. I did not see that one. I did not. Uh, I, I saw funny. the one where he, where he came back. That was great. Like the 40th anniversary, and he comes out, and everybody's cheering. And he just talked, and then went right away. <laughs> he clapped his hands. Yeah. He clapped his hands, and he goes, Let's hear it for Eddie. And then he just clapped his hands again and did nothing else. That was it. Well, Let's when, when he host Eddie. when he hosted, he right. he brought all his old characters back. He did Buckwheat. He did. Uh, it was it was fantastic. He did Mister Robinson's Neighborhood in a gentrified neighborhood. It was hilarious. So there, there was good stuff there. Um, anyway, so you got the. Uh, do you know this character that Jason Stake is? Yeah, played? I don't watch Apple TV. I I don't have it. So I got. It was from a commercial fish- series, fictional coach. You'll love the premise of this. The premise of this is just just awesome. Fictional coach from commercial series? I I got nothing. I don't watch com- I don't watch commercials. It was on a lot uh for a while. So Ted Lasso. You ever hear Ted Lasso? Never heard of it. All right. So Sudegas plays this character, Ted Lasso, and I I'll get you what the uh, uh what the history uh, of it was. I don't know how they decided that this was a good enough idea to make a TV show out of it. Um, let's see. <laughs> really very, very minimal amount of information. It's pretty funny. Uh, all right. So let's see. Is it going to give me. 
to give me where the commercial was. It's it was so memorable that I don't even remember what it was advertising. Um, oh, you know what it was? It was for the Premier League on NBC. Okay, so right. when the Premier League premiered on NBC. They created this fictional character. The beauty of soccer is there's no commercials. That's correct. Right. So so Ted Lasso, played by Jason, uh, Jason Sudeikis, basically is an American football college coach, right? And his backstory is that he won a Division II national title at a school in Wichita, okay? And, and they get him to coach soccer they, over in England? That's 100% correct. He goes over and in the commercial series gets hired by Tottenham, who's got who's like the New York Jets, basically, of, of uh, the, the Premier League. Like, even when they're yeah, good, they, great they still name, don't win anything. A Hotspur. Yeah, Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, they have a, a cock as their logo. Like, you know, one of those. A what? A cock. One, what of, those, uh, one, one of those, uh, you know, the cock sportif. One of those uh, roosters. Rooster. Oh, okay. Yeah, Hotspur. Rooster. It's on top of a, a rooster. Or on top yeah, of yeah. a spur. Yeah, right. Um, get your mind out of the gutter, Nick. Anyway, so uh, he goes over. It's like, what would an American football coach look like be coaching soccer? So he's like, you know, calling out all all this other stuff, all these wrong things, whatever. You know, Gunzer. <laughs> it's not quite like that, but you know, it's a ridiculous premise. It's a totally over the top premise. So they just made a TV show, totally going through with the whole premise, right? Like episodes and 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 it's not just a joke. It's you know not ten seconds of a press conference. It's this whole backstory. So they have a fake team called AFC Richmond, and here's the backstory. You ready? How they set this up? Like, how would you ever find a situation where a guy who doesn't know anything about soccer, like you, remember, like didn't know anything about soccer at one point in time? Yeah, me three years ago. Right, you three years ago, with a football background, you knew everything about American football. Certainly qualified to go coach your you know team in England, American football gets hired to coach a premier league team even though it's a it's a it's a middle of the road slash bottom team uh premier league team as the head coach with your assistant right off the bat like how could you ever you know conceive of a show that could make that somehow fit into reality right on any level so here's the premise this woman gets this team in a divorce okay her her ex-husband who owned it was like a legendary womanizer and was basically banging everything that moved. So she gets the team in a divorce and decides that the best revenge she's going to have is to burn the team down from the inside and make them the absolute laughing stock of football. Didn't they already do this before in, in the 80s? Yeah, it was called, it was called Major, Major League. League. It's called Major League. <laughs> I was going to say I, Nick. I saw this movie I was gonna 30 say, years ago. I was going to say, Nick, tell me if you've heard this before, okay? Yes. They I, even I, I, have I, the woman who plays the – now, the, in that – in Major League, though, he died and left her. Yeah. And she just right. wanted to move the team. This yes. is different. This exactly. is a woman's scorn. This guy is still right. out there, and he's still got bimbos running around, and he's got them around the players, and so she's like taking revenge. So she she basically wants to humiliate him, and and you know and humiliate the town at the same time. So that's the premise. She brings this guy Ted Lasso. Now Ted Lasso's wife just left him, and you find that out pretty early. But he's like the super nicest guy in the whole world. So he doesn't even he knows it's like a. It doesn't make any sense, but he, like, you can kind of tell his backstory is that he just wanted to get out of the country. Like, he, he was looking to just do anything he could to get out of the country to forget about the fact that his wife was leaving him and he's got a young kid and whatever else. Very sad. This guy's like, he makes, makes you feel very sad for him. Um, I don't know, man. But then he's, he's like a fantastic coach, right? So he's just throwing all these, like, you know, American football references and, and little things about players and anecdotes that are just universal in sports and, like, getting all these soccer players to understand it. And it's 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 amazing. Like, I don't know. I enjoy it. It's And it, I'm telling you, dude, it is funny. I'm going to send you a clip where he's like... You know I have no, you know I have no sense of humor for that type no, of stuff. No, dude, a bunch of guys are on the soccer pitch, and, and he goes... What about that guy? He's like, yeah, he's a Nigerian right back. He goes, Nigeria? He goes, all these guys are from different countries? 
He's like, yeah, he goes, they're all from different countries. And then this other guy yells out, uh, just like Coach O'Leary, like, ah, bloody, get the shit out of my face. He goes, oh, but not that guy. He's from uh, the UK. He goes, he's from Wales. He goes, what's Wales? Is that a different country or something? He goes, yes and no. (laughs) He's like, how many countries are in this country? He's like, four. Four. (laughs) I haven't laughed since they took Kenny Powers off the television. Yeah, Jason Sudeikis was in that too. He he, he should, was the other. He he was yeah, the what, guy what who played two roles. Show? He played two roles. He played like uh, the catcher, and then he played like the catcher's twin brother or something. Remember? Right, because the catcher died, right? Right. Yeah. 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 yeah like yeah. party Sudeikis died. Like you know, straight right. laced Sudeikis lived. Right. So that's that, that's there you go. So Ted Lasso, All right, I gotta, look it up. I, I, I got a couple uh, sports questions for you. We'll start with this one. Who played the most games as a Yankee? Who played the most? Yeah. Most career games as a Yankee. Yogi Berra? Nope. Phil Rizzuto? Nope. Lou Gehrig? I'll give you a Give you Who? Lou Gehrig? Who, Who has the most hits as a Yankee? Same person. Derek Jeter? Jeter! Wow, good for Jeter. Jeter. Most games as a Yankee. Wow. Good for you, Derek Jeter. I'm impressed by that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, of all the great Yankees, he's got to be near the top. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know where he would rank. I, you gotta get, I guess you got to put him behind Mantle. Best Maybe play Garrig ever, and Ruth. Best play but, I've ever seen in baseball history was Jeter's behind the back yeah. glove flip that got the yeah. guy out at home plate. <laughs> it was, the, it was in a playoff game against the A's. I, I want to say it was in elimination. Game five. Yeah, yeah it, was like, it was game five in a five game series. And uh, single most, that was single most incredible play I've ever seen. Just savvy. Yeah, just, so savvy. Just so it's like hardly ever can you get a baseball player that can define their entire existence in a play. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> it's like yeah. he can. A I can't. Glo- think, I can't even think bit. of another. I, I can think a of a couple of guys that can do it, like Willie Mays's over the back, you know, over the shoulder catch. Uh, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? Like there's like there's there's a handful of, of 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 those guys. Eli Manning's throw to the sideline to Mario Manningham in their second Super Bowl. Yeah, it's true. That throw is like. I didn't know Goober had that throw in him. You know well, what I mean? I still like, think I, the I, way he got out of the the grasp of of uh, the Patriots player and connected with David Tyree catching it on the back. I mean, he still like Goober deserves yeah, a lot of credit. That's a little. To, he to was me, that's more like toast. lucky though. Yeah, but he was toast. He got he he pulled a move that you didn't think you had in him to get out of that. Right. right. So I he, I, he looked I, like a statue back there for he, 15 right, seasons, right, and he, he made he like somehow, one move in his career. Right, he, right, he, he somehow wanted, managed yeah. to evade. That's thing. You're right. I mean, that guy's entire career though was was two plays. So there you go. <laughs> two uh, plays. All right. I have a true or false for you. Unless am I still answering a question? No, you're good. All right, uh, Nick. True or false? There is a major league fishing. True. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I just I didn't know how to like try to sell that like I was trying to give it to you. As if. <laughs> I thought maybe there was a chance you'd be like, no way, man. How great is that? What are we gonna call this fishing league? It's called Major, major league, league Fishing. It's called a Major League Fishing. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. You know what I mean? What's more exciting, Major League Soccer or Major League Fishing? Fishing. <laughs> Got that bass on the end there. That's three points. Hook him. There is something about watching fishing like early on a weekend morning that like it's it's on in the background can be soothing. You know, you know, like- you know it's so funny about that. So in England, right, there's a radio uh, station called Talk Sport, right? It's all football, soccer, soccer talk in, in England. And late at night, I often like to listen to it as I'm going to sleep. But on weekends... How, how do you fall asleep enough to listen to both English talk radio and all those uh, audio books that you were talking I alternate. About? It just depends on the night. <laughs> some, just depends on the night. If they're having a conversation that I want to be following, like if Arsenal win yeah, the FA Cup... Anybody that needs trouble falling asleep needs to call you up 
for advice. Well, so what's so okay, but but here's the thing, dude. When it's weekends at one o'clock in the morning, this uh, six o'clock over there in the AM, they have this community fishing show that comes on, and this guy, and this guy, his guy, it's like Ben Stein would be like, dude, speed the f economics. Yeah, this guy is so slow, and you can't understand anything he's saying because he's got an accent from like i don't even know where like the bogs wherever those are that's where this guy's from and i'm telling you it's the craziest thing and there's like i heard i'm part of the different and welcome back to it was, another, it was, it another was, uh, fishing effort over there. Today it was literally nothing worse. Community member. Guys who love talk like, radio. What am I then listening we, to? Well, we lived in D.C. and we would listen to Rome every day. No, oh, I love Rome. In the afternoon. And then it was like, welcome to the John Thompson the John show. John Thompson <laughs> show. Like, what Sports radio. Guy? Droning on about oh, man. effort level. You know the thing about the Bulls is they're pretty good. Like, oh my god! <laughs> what? It's 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 funny. Like how fast that station got shut off. <laughs> Once just, that started, it was just like we go from. We go from oh, the jungle and Romy and to how fast that guy talks Thompson to the slowest show. moving show ever recorded. How did that guy get a show? Like, ser- I mean, it's just, I guess you could coach at Georgetown. Wacky. Um, <laughs> all right. So you're all over Major League Fishing. We can move on. I, I did have one more question. Uh, I've got a sports one for you. OK, go, go ahead. It's a bonus question, Drew. There's five correct answers. I'm going to give you 10 points for two of them, which I know you'll get. I'll give you 20 points for four. Okay. Of the five, okay? There are five Hall of Fame quarterbacks that hail from Pennsylvania. Name four of them. Dan Marino. That's one. There are five Hall of Fame quarterbacks that hail from Pennsylvania. There are five Hall of Fame quarterbacks that hail Joe from... Namath is from Pennsylvania. You got it. There's your two. There's your, your big two. Now you got three to go. Well, you got to name two of them. <sighs> Possibly. I made this too hard, but they are Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Sure. So. Fran Tarkenton? No, 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 It's Roger Staub. I'm going to say Roger Staubach. That is incorrect. Okay. Fran Tarkenton? It's funny you say looking. I was looking him up now to see where he's from. No, it's not Fran Tarkenton. Fran Tarkenton is from Richmond, Virginia. Kenny Stabler? Is he even in the Hall of Fame? You ready? Well, here's the one I thought you would get. Joe Namath. I said that. That's who I said. You did? Yeah, I gave you oh, two you answers. I said... Uh, I'm sorry, not Joe. I, I, I'm sorry. You're, you're right. Joe Montana. Oh, I had no idea Joe Montana was from Pennsylvania. Isn't that crazy? Also, Johnny Unitas. No idea that he was from Pennsylvania. And Jim Kelly. Oh, I did know he was from Pennsylvania. I knew Kelly and Marino. Darn it. Stallbacks from Cincinnati, Ohio. Dude, how crazy is it that Montana, Marino, United States, Kelly. Next state over. All from Pennsylvania. Yeah, man. It's got a good good sports culture there for sure. For sure. Uh, Nick, did you see who is now the majority owner of the XFL after buying them out of bankruptcy? Yes, it did. I did see this. Ah. I did see this. So you can smell what this group is cooking? I did see this. And why did I not put it in my... Maybe I saw that they were thinking about it. Oh, it was done. There was a price tag and everything. Who bought the XFL? 
Yeah, it was, was it fifty million dollars they bought it for? Is that the number? Fifteen. Fifteen. Correct. One five. So I must have heard it so because I, I I had heard it then because in my mind I was thinking it was fifty, but I must have misheard fifteen. Boy, that seems low. Why would you even like a guy as rich as Vince McMahon? The I, debt. I wouldn't think he... The debt. The debt. They got to buy the uh, debt. Gotcha. Gotcha. There you go. That makes sense. Right. I'm thinking, why would you get rid of the branding for that if you're Vince McMahon? Um, yeah, boy, they must have lost a lot of money, huh? Uh, COVID uh, interrupted the best laid plans for them, for sure. It seemed like that league had some momentum, at least. I don't know. It was getting better, and it was certainly better than the Alliance of American Football. Which, strangely, somebody dumped a ton of dough into just to close it. Yep, pretty much. Uh, I don't, I can't believe, I can't remember this. I just heard it on Thursday. Um, I could picture where I was when I heard it. All right, um, I'll, I'll say The Rock. You got it. I don't know yes. how you pull that out of nowhere. Yes! <laughs> You're like, I don't remember. Yeah, figure that's, you know, most famous person ever to buy <laughs> something like that. You'd, you'd get yeah, it. The Rock. Yeah, all right. There you go. Dwayne yeah, Johnson. Yeah, it's like one of those things I had heard, but... Never had a conversation with anyone about it since, so I just it wasn't. From a branding standpoint, I can't think of a better. No, absolutely not. You know, Uh, I would almost watch the league just because of him. He's almost like the modern day McMahon. Yeah, he is the highest paid actor. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of, uh, I almost had that question in here piggybacked. Speaking of uh, going to act, uh, going to acting school, you might not need to go to acting school after all. That's for sure. All right, let's. Stern uh, brought up a good point about him recently, and he he said, "How is that guy going to keep that much like bulk and mass? Like, at what point? At what point do you age out of being able to carry around that much muscle?" Ask Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah, good point. Is he like sixty six? Who Arnold? Yeah. Oh, he's got to be older than that. Sixty six. All right, so over Wait, under sh- 70. Over. 72, I would say. Oh, 72 yeah. and a half. Oh, yeah. 73. What is he? 73. 73, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep. 1947. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, he was big by the 80s, right? He's still very large. <laughs> He is not. He is not any less large. Um, all right, let's uh, geography history. We're ready to go. Yeah. Okay, um, Nick. Um, I got two. One, I'm I'm very confident because you happen to be this religion that you're going to get the other. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe not. Uh, so which would you like first? I guess the religion that I am. 1978, who became the first non-Italian pope to be elected since 1523. He was Polish, Drew. He was. Pope John Paul II. That is correct, John Paul II. Can you believe that the first non-Italian pope since 1523? (laughs) Well, the Italians kind of got the lockdown on that whole Vatican City. And all, I would so, say so. I, mean... I would say that that was a little <laughs> bit historic there. It's like, you know what I mean? I guess ethnic diversity didn't really enter into the equation in the Vatican. They weren't really anxious to. Do you know what uh, Catholics called 1978? The year of what? No, I don't. The year of three popes. Oh, wow. It was 1978. The year... We were born. It's the year of three popes. Because uh, Pope John Paul I died shortly after becoming pope. Makes sense to me. It's almost like uh, Atlantic City's mayors. Um, <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. The, 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 year, the year of three, of three mayors. mayors. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think we should run with that somehow. We, that could be. That, that, that could happen or not. Oh, no, no. no 2019. It, what, it, look, it, it, it just missed. Um, it just missed. Just missed. I, I'm not sure if it did or not. So I, say, I, I can't can't remember. Uh, what do you right. got for me in geography history? <laughs> uh, what pretentious sounding name was uh, is the town 
where William Shakespeare was born and raised. What pretentious sounding Something name. on the Avon or something? Oh, it's close. It's like close, on, yes. On the, uh, You're on the right uh, track. You're on the right track. On the something. And it totally sounds pretentious here, 100%. Oh, it correct. is. It is maybe the most pretentious sounding place. On the Avon, on the... Yeah. Uh, on the... Something on the, it's like gully on the Avon. Uh, <laughs> it's it's pronounced upon Avon, blank upon Avon. Tr- like Trent, Trent upon yeah, Avon. Yeah, it's it, it's exactly like that, but it's not Trent. But it's exactly like that. It could be Trent, but it's not. Oh, 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 oh. It's uh, okay. Stratford. Stratford upon Avon or something. You got it. Stratford upon Avon. Yeah. Of course, having grown up on Stratford Drive, you would have, you know. Where are you from? Stratford upon Avon? I just just want to punch you in the face immediately. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't. I couldn't. Foils in me. I couldn't tell you where that is, by the way. I wouldn't have the slightest idea. I assume it's on the the Avon River. Does that make sense? Is it like a town upon. I would, ass- I would assume. I would definitely assume it must be upon the Avon River. Otherwise, that would make little sense. To it's me. Like, you're from Stratford. Shut up. Stratford. You know Just I mean? go with Stratford. <laughs> you don't need... It's like, you, don't need <laughs> you don't need the upon Avon. Where are you from? I, I'm from... Um, I, yeah, so the river is Avon. That's uh, I did have that right. There's, there's a river Avon. I'm from Egg Harbor upon the marsh. So commonly known as just Stratford. Yeah, that, I like <laughs> because that. Because too many people from there were getting punched in the face. Uh, decided to Nick, the coldest the capital city in the world is Ulaanbaatar, which is in what country? Ulaanbaatar. The coldest capital city in the world is in Ulaanbaatar, which is the capital of what country? It's spelled with so many A's, your head will wait, wait, wait. explode. You're saying the, the coldest capital city in the world? Yes, in the world is Ulaanbaatar, which is in what country? Ulaanbaatar. Ulaanbaatar. U-L-A-A-N-B-A-A-T-A-R. If you have a better way to pronounce that, I'd like to hear it. I just can't believe the coldest capital city in the world is Ulaanbaatar. It is. Oh, man. I got to eliminate the southern part of the world on this because I'm familiar with all of their capitals. It's the coldest capital I feel like it's a sneaky... What's that? It's the coldest in the whole world. Why would you even think of a southern? Oh, because close to Antarctica. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So that's why I'm eliminating that part of the world because I can name all those capitals. So now I have to go north. And I can eliminate Canada. I can eliminate Iceland. Well, you've never heard of the capital of Canada being Ula (laughs) Bantor. No, I'm pretty sure that's not it. So you get rid of that. It's not Russia. Is it, this isn't Russia, is it? Is this Russia? No. This is not Russia. All right. Pretty sure Moscow is the capital of Russia. I can eliminate Scandinavia because they don't have any capital of Ulaanbaatar. So what could be left? What could be left? Um, I guess it's a, a former Soviet state. Is that it? It's a former Soviet? Nope. It's not? Nope, but it does border the Soviet Union. It borders the Soviet Union. Sure does. But it's not a former Soviet state. Nope. And it's that far north. Yep. I'm very confused. I have no idea. 
all of that. This guy, to, this uh, country has an exceptionally famous historical figure that came from uh, from it. Yeah. So you're saying the capital of Mongolia? Yeah, is all on poor. Nice job. See, I was gonna guess Mongolia, but how can that be the coldest? It is the coldest capital city in the world. Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia. The frozen lakes of Mongolia. I've always wanted to vacation there. Of course. That's where the golden child, I think, was done. In the frozen lakes of Mongolia? Just like that whole movie was set in Ulaanbaatar. I'm probably wrong, but it's okay. Yeah, I should have guessed Mongolia. Why didn't I guess that? I mean, I was thinking it, but I just was I eliminated it based on that it's south of the Soviet Union. So how could it be the coldest capital city in the world? Must be some kind of weird climate there. It's not pretty. I The numbers are not pretty. Look it yeah. up. I promise. All right. What do you got for me? Geography. Or let's move entertainment if you want. Unless you have more geography history. Happy to do one. I can move on if you want. I don't yeah, go ahead. I, I, I have three entertainment, so out. go for it. Entertainment. Uh, da, 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 da. Who has been nicknamed the king of the sitcom? Who has been nicknamed the king of the sitcom? Um, It's got to be uh, Darcy. What's his name? Uh, Ted McGinley. No, this is not an actor. This is a person who... Norm... Uh, uh, what's that old-time guy's Norm... What's his name? He's like 97 years old now. Norman Lear? Oh, I, I, I would say good guess, but... Yeah, this guy is not that old. This is the guy that gave us the Big Bang Theory, Mike and Molly, Young Sheldon, the Kaminsky Method, Charles, Two and a Half Men. Ch Charles? Larry? Uh, yeah, yeah, Charles. Chuck? Chuck Laurie? Chuck Laurie? Yeah, Chuck Laurie. Yeah. Oh, king of sitcoms. The king of the sitcoms. Here's your ego scratch for the day, Chuck. Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> um, please don't ruin my career. Uh, he looked very good during that whole ch um, Charlie, Charlie Sheen, Sheen thing, though. Thing. I mean, yeah. he, he really... He got ahead of the curve there. He, he He's did. like, yeah, this guy he might did. be a loose cannon, and I'm going <laughs> to cut ties with him before you realize that. Is he drinking tiger blood? He and is. somebody put a he microphone in front of him, and it was like, okay. Nick, if you get either of these, I'm going to give you 10 points. Give me either of the only two artists whose names start with the letter A. That have simultaneously topped the Billboard Artist 100, Hot 100, and Billboard 200 at the same time. That's what simultaneous means, but. So two artists, and they're individual artists, not bands, okay? Begin with the letter A. Elite Company, only eight artists ever have done this. And this is last name begins with the letter A? Uh, first name. First name. Okay. Can you give me the question one more time while I think it over? Right. So the only two artists whose first names begin with the letter A that have simultaneously topped the Billboard Artist 100, Hot 100, and Billboard 200. Hmm. Hmm. Do they... they both go by two names, so it's like a. One of them does not go by two names. Okay, so one of them goes by a single name. Yes. Like Ashante. <laughs> Great guess. For, exa for example. Oh, for example. Oh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, I'll say Alicia Keys is is one. Okay. Did I get her? No. Ah. That was the one that I thought I had. Because I, you know, her hit was, that, that song was huge at the time. It was the biggest hit in, in the no country. No one. No yeah, that one. one. Yeah, no one, right? You couldn't go any, you couldn't go to any store in America without that song being on. Uh, all right. Uh, got one more guess in me on this. Um, oh, man. Remember, one of them is a single name. 
Right. Okay. Um. Hmm. Pop music. Pop music. Pop music. <laughs> Stopping me dead in my tracks once again. Feeling up air time. Yeah. Uh, all right, you got me. Adele. Ah, oh, jeez. And Ariana Grande. Ah, uh, yeah. Ariola Grande. Yeah, I don't. I should have got Adele. You know what the problem with Adele is? She should put out an album in so long I forgot about her. She's half the size now. She's half, yeah, how does she do that? Adele. Stopped eating fun things. <laughs> what, did she get single? I guess, and somebody got written about. That'd be my guess. <laughs> we'll, find, <laughs> we'll find out what happened soon. Was that the guy from the new album that's coming out or from the last album? I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to hear the follow-up. <laughs> He's not the guy from Hello, right? She's like a personal yeah. soap opera. <laughs> she play a game That's like a Alanis Morissette or Adele, right? Like, who is this line about? <laughs> yeah, that, that is a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> All right, what do you got for me? I have I have two more pretty good ones. The last one's an awesome one. All right. Uh, who does G.I. Joe protect against? Cobra. Cobra. You got it. Dude, I was G.I. Joe. Cobra is an acronym, by the way. Right, it is. I don't remember what, but. Uh, ah, that would have been a better question. For I remember you. Serpentor <laughs> and uh, King Cobra are the, the leaders of Cobra. And the backstory of this uh, uh, this guy, uh, King Cobra, uh, they brought him back from the DNA of like the worst villains in history. So they got the DNA of like Hitler and like some some Egyptian guy and and like just the worst people ever and then they made this guy to lead Cobra uh, who became uh, Serpentor I think I think his name was Serpentor I forgot who the other guy was there's another dude uh, who's head of Cobra who was really creepy dude um all right anyway uh, this is a good one this is a 50-50 Nick is uh, Keanu Bill or Ted Ted. Keanu is Ted. Correct. Ted Theodore Logan and Bill S. Preston Esquire. You know that there's a new one coming out. They got him to do it again. Can you believe that? Most of the original cast reunited, too. Yeah. Isn't it going straight to like we'll be able to watch it from home? Yes. You can watch it August 22nd straight for home and theater release at the same time. Are there theaters open? I, I guess yeah, in different other parts, parts of the, of the country? country. Yep, places where there's no. Has our governor just given up on us? I don't even hear anything from him anymore. He's I mean, just is like he now we're trying we're, to open anything. Are we ever going to open up? We're waiting until the there's no on? more COVID at all. Before <laughs> I you... just stopped reading things. It's like I just don't. Wanna, I just don't even want to know anymore. Uh... Anyhow, uh... <laughs> all right. I got a twenty. I got a twenty po- pointer for you. I'm excited for that. By the way, Bill and Ted was one of my. The original was one of my favorite movies ever. I the second one I never even saw. I just felt like, how could it be anything other than horrible? Um. All right. T- twenty pointer here is my last one for you. In entertainment, it's got this could kind of be general knowledge because it's a two parter. You need to know two parts of it. But anyway, for ten points each. A little dab, Olduya, is featured in what Jimmy Buffett song for ten points, and also the slogan for what product? A little dab, Olduya, is featured in what? Is a line featured in what Jimmy Buffett song, and also the slogan for what product? Cheeseburger in paradise? No. Uh, pencil thin mustache. I'm trying to place the line. Yes, pencil thin mustache. There you go. the The, the lyric is. I wish you had a pencil thin mustache. A little dabble, do you? Yeah, yeah. That's. I was hearing well, that kind of. I was, he- I, was, I was hearing that in my head, but I couldn't figure it out. Um, but now nah, I have no idea of the product. 
Brill Cream. Oh, that seems to be good. That works. A British brand of hair hair styling products for men. On brand. Uh, available at Target. It's another thing that Sarah Lee owns, I think. All right, we're gonna play a game, Nick, because this is yeah. uh, this is gonna be a fun way to end this thing. Uh, you got anything you want to ask me a back to backer? Just because this will be the last thing I give you, and then you can. Yeah, no, I'm good. This is it. All right, that was <clears> it. Brokering. So before you answer this, we're going to play a game within a game because this is part of the clue. So we could play this game once I give you the question and you could think about in the back of your head what the answer is to, to end the game. So DJ Steve Aoki, you ever heard of him? Yes. Is the son of the founder of what popular restaurant chain? So that's your question. Now let's play the game. DJ Steve Aoki. Pursuit of Happiness Extended Edition is his number one track on Spotify. How many people have listened to it? Steve Aoki? Hmm. Well, I would think this is popular amongst... I, mean, I, have, how never, many of those I have never electric- seen a drop-off. Oh, no, I guess not. No, That's just because one of them said, wow. I mean, I, I feel like impressive. that electric... Dance music, I mean, he's got to be one of the top names in it. So. Oh, so this is actually Just Hold On is his number one. Pursuit of Happiness is, I don't know why they put that, but uh, this is number two. I will say he's had 50 million listens. Just Hold On, 427 million listens. Pursuit of Happiness, number two, 325 million. Wow. That's big, big, big star. Biggins. But uh, he did not not grow up uh, with a tough life. Yeah, Steve Aoki's dad is the founder of a world-famous restaurant chain. One of my all-time favorites. It's not a big chain, though. That's your clue. Quality over quantity. Um, so, quantity over quantity. Meanwhile, I'm going to bring up some Steve Aoki music behind you. I mean, Steve Aoki has got to be, what, a little bit younger than us, or is... You think I know? I don't know. I'm trying to think if I've ever heard Steve Aoki on a talk show or on the radio. Or I got See, is Steve Aoki older or younger than us? That's my, a good my game. My guess is that he's slightly younger than us. That would he's be my guess. Slightly older than us. Okay. One year. All right, so that will put his dad in a range of anywhere from, you know, 65 to 80. Founded a chain, so you figure you gotta be at least what thirty to find a chain of restaurants between thirty and forty. Pop, pop, pop. Forty years ago, something that's been around since nineteen eighty, somewhere between seventy-five and eighty-five. Founded. Let's go with Steve Aoki's dad, the founder of. Hmm. Let's say... By the way, his dad's got the best name ever. 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 Oh, I thought you said Effer. Like his name Effer. is Effer. No, no, no. Ever. His best name. Best name ever. I can't think of a better name in the world. Is his last name Ioki? Yes. Uh, see, threw me off with the whole like that. There's not a lot of them, and it's world famous. Quant- that that it's just I, I would have had a guess, but like when you narrow it down like that, and I just kind of get lost in what fits that bill. Um. By the way, his father's name, Nick, Hiroki Aoki. Hiroki Aoki, <laughs> the founder of Benihana. Yes, sir. It is. Ah. It is. He is the founder of Benihana, Hiroki Aoki. Does it get better than that? No, doesn't get better than that. All right, folks, that's it for 
Quizzo Trivia Podcast, episode 174 in the books. For Nick, my name is Drew. We'll see you next week, everybody. This has been the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information. Just hold on